everyone. This is April with the Far Out Wisdom Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. I wanted to take some time during this podcast to talk about a really interesting diagnosis I got this year. It's called a meningioma. A meningioma is a type of brain tumor and it really doesn't get enough attention. It still needs more research. It's one of those things like breast cancer. We started to look into breast cancer more because people started making noise about it. So that's kind of what I want to do right now. I want to talk about meningiomas. (laughs) And if you're listening to this and you have a meningioma, I'd love to hear from you. And if you'd like, I'd love to podcast with you. I want to start getting different conversations from people with meningiomas, hearing their experiences, what they've been through, maybe finding um, alternative treatments that have worked. But let me explain how I was diagnosed with mine. It was earlier this year and over the winter, I wasn't really feeling right. I later figured out that I was pretty much having allergies, but I didn't know that at the time. My head felt funny. My eyes felt funny. It was sort of on and off for months. I kept going to the doctor. Finally, they did blood work on me, and then they did other tests, and everything kept coming back normal. So finally, they escalated it to giving me an MRI on my head. After the MRI, I was worried. You know how you wait for the results, and you know, you're just waiting there for a phone call. And after three or four days, I stopped worrying because you know how if they see something, they let you know right away normally on those tests, right? So you can imagine how surprised I was about six days later when I got a phone call at work. And at the time, I was still working in makeup. I was working inside of an Ulta. So I had to step off of the floor into the bathroom to take the call privately really quick. The neurologist called me and said, they found a lesion on the side of my brain. And I just went totally numb. I was shaking. I was just in shock. That's the last thing you want to hear, right? That you have something in your brain or on your brain. I was like, what is going on? And of course, this neurologist has to tell people stuff like this all day. (laughs) So the poor guy was just being overly calm and just trying to, you know, not downplay it. But he did use the word meningioma. He said, I might have a meningioma. But he wasn't sure because I needed to redo the MRI with dye contrast. You might already know what that is, but for those who don't, sometimes when you get imaging done on certain body parts and organs, they have to inject you with a dye first so that the MRI can get better detail. That's what they needed to do to really see what it was that was on my brain that shouldn't be there. So I'm completely horrified, but of course I get the other MRI done and it was a very long week (laughs) going in for that, getting that done with, and then waiting for results again. And I got a phone call, which confirmed it was indeed a meningioma. And from there, I was told I had to see a neurosurgeon. Another really scary thing, who wants to see a neurosurgeon? When I hear that, I think, oh, I'm going to have my head cut open. I have to see a neurosurgeon. I finally got in there after a few days of waiting. Luckily, they didn't make me wait too long to see him. I got in and he was a very nice guy. And what he explained to me was that my meningioma was luckily very small right now. It's also not in a bad spot if I ever need to have surgery on it, which I might someday. We're not sure yet. But because of this, I'm going to have to have an MRI at least once a year for my entire life. Now, there's a lot of considerations with this. Some people get a tiny meningioma in their head and it never grows, but sometimes after maybe 25 years, it'll just decide to grow really fast. You can imagine when they grow is when they're dangerous. Most meningiomas are not cancerous, but even though they're not cancer, 
if they grow, they can kill you, right? I mean, your skull is very hard. If something grows, there's just no room. It's going to smush your brain. Even if they go in and take it out, it could cause permanent damage. So then you've got to wonder, okay, do I want to keep an eye on this meningioma and wait 20 years and have it suddenly grow really fast when I'm in my 50s, my 60s, my 70s, and it's going to be really risky for me to have surgery and go through all of that? Or do I want to consider getting it removed when I'm younger and it's smaller and my body, my body will handle a craniotomy much better? That's, that's when they cut your head open. Also, when you do get a craniotomy, you have screws and plates stuck in your head forever. And that can cause a whole other slew of issues, as you can imagine. So there's really a lot you have to consider, even if you just have a small one like I do. But, you know, I joined some communities of people with meningiomas, some groups online, and I've talked to quite a lot of people now. And what I found out is I'm really lucky. A lot of people who have meningiomas, some of them die. Some of them are permanently disabled. Some people have multiple meningiomas and they just won't stop growing and they need multiple complex surgeries and it goes on for years. It's just this awful life-changing thing. And again, we really don't understand them that well. We really need more research. So I want to keep talking about them. I should explain too, the name meningioma comes from the meninges. That's where they really grow. You might've heard your brain and your spinal cord have layers of tissue around them. They kind of encase everything. Now, your brain also has natural folds, and some of those folds and grooves go quite a ways in. And the meninges also kind of, you know, follow around those folds. They kind of stay in those grooves inside of your brain. So, what happens is the, men the meningioma will grow on that tissue. But if you're really unlucky, the meningioma will grow inside of one of those folds in your brain. So, even though it's in the meninges and not in the actual brain tissue, you could have a meningioma deep inside of your brain along that meninge where they can't operate. They can't go in there. They can't do anything about it. Some people end up needing radiation for their meningiomas, just like a cancer. That's another risk. You're putting radiation into your head. And pretty much every doctor will tell you there's a very high risk almost a guarantee to some extent of having some kind of side effects from radiation to your brain later on in life. Some doctors have even told me it'll make the tumor grow faster later on. So, you know, that's another, you know, do you really want your head cut open or do you want to get radiation? It's like you have to pick and it's really scary. So, you know, I'm lucky. I'm lucky. And I'd love to hear from more people who have different stories. You know, maybe you're like me and you have a small meningioma and it stayed small. Hopefully it doesn't grow. <laughs> or maybe you have a large one. Maybe you've had several. Maybe you've had them grow back. Maybe they didn't come back, but I'd love to hear more from people. Um, what kind of treatments have worked for you? What didn't work? Have you found some good alternative treatments? Do you have good doctors near you? I'm lucky too that I'm near Boston. It's one of the best areas for healthcare in our country, right? One of my specialists is actually the doctor who wrote the textbooks medical students use when they learn about meningiomas. So I'm very lucky I have access to him. And I have a really, I have another great specialist over at Leahy here in Massachusetts. So I'd love to hear what other people are experiencing. Um, another thing, most people who get this type of brain tumor are women. There's a hormonal link with them. And we're trying to figure that out too. So when people get meningiomas taken out of their heads and studied, 
they found that most of them have estrogen receptors. Some of them have progesterone receptors. You don't know what kind until you get get it taken out and looked at. So that means if you have more estrogen in your body and there's estrogen receptors, it could make the meningioma grow faster. Same thing with progesterone. So you see it's kind of tricky. Meningiomas also come in three grades, grade one, grade two, grade three. Grade three is basically the cancerous type and it's not as common. Um, The statistics on it I've seen vary anywhere from 4% to 15% of these, these meningiomas are really, really cancerous. Just some of them grow faster than others, obviously. The type one and the type two are slower growing. The type one is supposed to be the slowest growing type. But again, there's still things they don't understand. Some people have type one and they still grow. And they don't know for sure, of course, till they take it out and biopsy it and study it, what kinds you have. So women get them more. And there's also an overlap with women who have a lot of fibroids. And if you're a woman listening to this, you probably know what a fibroid is. But just in case you don't, and just in case I have some men listening, I'll explain this. Fibroids are a type of non-cancerous tumor women will often get in their uterus. Uh, A lot of women end up getting them in their 30s and 40s, especially the closer they get to menopause, the bigger they grow. But for most women, they're not very problematic. But for a good chunk of women, they can become a problem. They can just get too big and cause too many problems. And sometimes a woman needs surgery over them. For some reason, there is a connection between women who get a lot of fibroids and grow these brain tumors, which is kind of fascinating, but it's also scary at the same time. So the whole thing interests me. I want to talk about it more to help people. I want to communicate with people. I want to kind of make this you know, a a bigger subject, you know, in people's view, raise more money for it, understand it better. It's only been the past 10 years, medicine has been looking at them a little bit more, but we still don't really know what to do. And there's a big risk with taking treatments for meningiomas because they seem to be so hormonally sensitive. A lot of different medications can react badly with them and we don't know why. So I'm lucky. Mine is not only small, but it's growing on my outermost meningi. So it's right between my meningi and my skull. God forbid if they ever have to open my skull up, it's going to be right there. They can just take it right off. But of course, like I said, then you have screws and plates in your head forever. Sometimes people can kind of heal and go along really well with that. Other people, sometimes they get headaches for years. Sometimes they have numb spots on their head. Sometimes the screws come out. There's just all sorts of things that can go on with that. But yeah, I, I'd love to hear from people. Please reach out. I would love to podcast with people who have gone through this and hear more of your journey. This is April with Far Out Wisdom. Stay far out, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.